In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. We need to travel with others. We need to take someone with you. And as a man, you need to take someone with you. Or you need to go with someone who's been there before you. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood. Call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army. We We salute salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Men in the Arena podcast. I am Jim Ramos. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I am here with my good friend, Dale Culver. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Recovering from your Hawaii trip? Yeah, the depression has gone away. I'm doing better now. Yeah, it's fall, man. I mean, it is fall. (laughs) Fall. All of a sudden, it was summer, and now it's fall, and so time to rock and roll. Bring the rain. And so, hey, do you have a man law for me today? I do. Hey, uh, something I've learned with hanging out with my wife and traveling, uh, she loves to see the sights. And so what I've had to learn in life is sometimes I just got to slow down, pull the car over, get out with her, and look at the scenery. Yeah, especially on the road to Hana. Holy yeah, cow, yeah it a just, nightmare. It fuels her when I stop. Because she loves to stop and see stuff, and so I think that's a woman thing. They like the des- they like the journey, and men are yeah. about the destination. I'm like, let's get there, <laughs> get it done. So yeah, that's good stuff, man. Hey, I want to jump in to the meat of the podcast this morning, and uh, you know, I just got back a week ago from while you were basking in the sun on Maui in the beaches of Maui. I was climbing the mountains of Wyoming with a group of about sixteen guys. Of at the uh, men of a summit church and their leadership uh, retreat weekend, and uh, man, I learned some lessons from that event. <laughs> and so today's uh, podcast is just lessons learned about manhood from below Cloud Peak. So Cloud Peak is the tallest mountain in the Bighorns. It's thirteen thousand one hundred feet in elevation, and the last probably three thousand, eh, two thousand feet again. I don't know. Is basically your boulder jumping. There's no trail, real trail. You're following Corinne's up the mountain, which are those little stacked rocks, and you're, you're boulder jumping and doing different things. It's, it's pretty treacherous but doable. In fact, it was so difficult that afterwards, uh, when they were debriefing it, the guys said, yeah, can we do something a little easier next year? <laughs> and these are 30- to 4-year-old CrossFit owners and CrossFit coaches, and uh, it, was, it was very, very tough. And so I want to share kind of what happened. So I was hired to come and speak, and th- six messages over the course of three days, and because it was such a large amount of messages, we decided to do shorter messages with like challenges. So before each message was a challenge, and then we had challenge group, small groups. And so uh, the theme that weekend uh, was a theme I came up with, which I'll share it on a later podcast, was called Caring 
the load. In other words, it's all these things that men and man, men carry. That manhood is about carrying things. So each of these uh, challenges and message had to do with carrying stuff. And so the first day we talked about carrying the cross. So we the challenge groups got a cross beam about a four foot piece of wood. And they strap it to one guy's backpack, and he would walk for two miles. The next guy would take it, two miles, the next guy. And we did that until we switched out. I guess it was one mile each. And then the second challenge on day one was men carry the mantle or the burden of manhood. And I had guys get a 10 to 15-pound rock and put it in their backpack and carry it. And that about broke me. So day one was 1,500 feet of vertical climbing over eight miles. This is arguable because we had different GPSs giving us different readings. Day two was 4,200 feet of climbing over 12 miles. And then day three, we walked out eight miles. So a total of at least 28 miles. That's not walking down 300 vertical feet to get water and doing these types of things. And so if you notice the the title over this is Lessons I Learned Below the Summit, I never made it. I am ashamed to admit I tapped out. I had a, there was a 50-year-old doc with, the 58-year-old doc on the trip, and he was the oldest guy in the trip, but he had just run a marathon, really fit guy, about 160-pound guy. I weigh, over, I weigh 100 pounds more than him. And uh, he, we got to a point, and he said, hey, you're not going any further. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because uh, I never got dehydrated. I never had hypoxia or never got altitude sickness. I had plenty of food in my body. Uh, I had nothing nothing physically wrong that would inhibit me from getting to the top, except I did not make it. Now, there are excuses about that, but I did not make it. So of the 16 guys, two of us did not make it. And uh, I want to share some lessons that I learned from that experience about manhood. The first one is this, train hard. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul writes, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not not without aim. I box in a way, such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself may not be disqualified. Now realize, I had a month before this done a 48-mile death ruck and 7,500 feet of gain in 36 hours. So on paper, this should have been a cakewalk, right? So I didn't think about training for it. I trained and did different things. I mean, I was working out the whole time, but, but walking on timber roads versus walking on trail and jumping boulders are two different worlds. Walking at 500 feet to 1,000 feet elevation versus 10,000 to 13,000 is a whole different world. And I was not ready for it. I did not train correctly. I showed up too early. I did not acclimate. And uh, man, I just learned that in life, we need to train hard. You're going to be, you are, men are the product of what they invest in themselves, period. If you're a loser at 50, I can tell you it's because what you did from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50, it's compounded over time. So you will become what you train to do. And so lesson number one, lesson number two, travel light. Hebrews 12.1 says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses, ironic because we climbed Cloud Peak, well, some of them climbed it, surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. 
So I traveled light. I actually had the lightest backpack of all the guys that packed. I thought I did the best job packing. But the next lightest man was a 200-pound man. So I outweighed the next lightest man by 60 pounds. The doctor who helped me, Dr. Dozier Tab, a good, good guy, he had a he has a Georgia accent. He says, man, you just need to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Captain Obvious. And so Dr. Obvious. And so that was what I learned. I need to travel light. And so tra- I'm, right now I'm wearing a shirt that I have not been able to fit into in two years. And so I'm working on some things, and I'm excited. And I'm in shape, man. I mean, I'm, it's not that I, I walk in a room and people say, oh, that guy's a fat guy. But weight matters when you're climbing a mountain. And what you carry through life matters. And one of the things we talked to the men about was what are the things you're carrying through life? Are you uh, carrying bitterness, unforgiveness, hurt, uh, addiction, family history? You know, we need if we're dragging these things through life, they are going to weigh us down to get to the summit. The third thing is truth search. So we have train hard, travel light, and truth search. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This trip, uh, the, the man who led this trip is actually one of our board members, Eric Loden. He completely undersold this trip. <laughs> he made comments like, oh, I know an eight-year-old kid that climbed to the summit. Oh, it's hard. You got to take it serious, but it's not that big of a deal. You know, he he really underplayed this thing, and I, I wish he wouldn't have done that. Max Dupree in his book, The Art of Leadership, said, leaders are dealers in truth. And what I probably needed to hear and what I needed to research was what is the truth of this hike? If I knew the truth of this hike, it would have been a whole different ballgame. I wouldn't have left at 9 a.m. on the day of our summit. I left at 5 a.m. Give me a four-hour head start over the group. I might barely beat them. (laughs) Uh, I I needed to know the truth. So I do want to go back there and summit this thing. But I'm going to go back with a whole different set of circumstances and a whole different set of truth and reality. I think a lot of times we as men paint a picture of reality that is not reality. And we we portray a truth out there that is not truth. It's fake news. It's fake reality. And so as a, as a man, as a leader, we need to understand what is true here. Number four, take someone with you. Man, I'll, I'm so thankful that I had this doctor. That we had a doctor, a veterinarian, a pastor, and a dentist. So no matter what happened to me, I would have been okay on this trip. But uh, it's really funny because at one point I noticed guys started hanging back, and I, they were either the doctor or the vet, medical people. And I realized, oh, you're doing this for me. And even though I took care of myself well, I just didn't have the fitness at the top. I was so glad I had somebody to come with me. And actually, I didn't know the route, and there weren't any marked trails. And so trying to navigate through this, you know, Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself, but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to one another. I thought that was really powerful. We need to travel with others. We need to take someone with you. And as a man, you need to take someone with you, or you need to go with someone who's been there before you. So that is a critical, critical thing in life. If you have, if you are a man who is not mentoring somebody, I would highly encourage you to mentor a younger man. If you are a younger man who is not being mentored by an older man, I highly, highly encourage you uh, to reach out to an older guy, ask him to mentor you. And then the fifth lesson I learned from below 
Cloud Peak. Again, I didn't summit, so I learned it below. By the way, I made it to about 12,500 feet, I think. I was over 12,000. I was on the summit just before the summit. I was on a false summit, so I got to see all the action. The fifth thing I want to share is this. These are all T's, if you remember. So number one is basically train hard. Two is travel light. Three is truth search. Four is take someone with you. And five is talk is cheap. Everyone has an excuse or a reason for failure, but it's results that matter. I can tell you, oh, man, you know, we flew from 200 feet elevation in McMinnville, Oregon to Buffalo, Wyoming at 40, I think, 600 feet. And then and then the trailhead was at 9,500 feet, and I never acclimated. I mean, I can tell people a whole lot. Of, I can say a whole lot of stuff. I can say, oh, I didn't do the research. Oh, it was undersold. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is I did not summit. So talk is cheap. So everybody has an excuse. They're like armpits. They all stink and everyone has one. So I had to take away from this, you know what? You didn't make it. So you have two choices now. Either you don't make it, never make it, or you go back and make it. But you can't make excuses for your failure because it's still failure. And I think so many times men defer responsibility or they they blame somebody else. Oh, my marriage failed because my wife is a psycho. And I'm like, um, really? What about your role in this thing? You know, um, I think we need to be really careful to, I love Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership, to take ownership in our behavior. Yes, there are reasons, there are always reasons, but the bottom line is it's results that matter. So guys, I hope that encourages you in your journey to manhood. You get to learn from one of Ramos's many failures. Hey guys, head on over to the website, menandarena.org. We have a brand new website. It's awesome. Grab your free electronic version of our 365-day bathroom book for men. It's a great book. You're going to love this book, guys. When you do that, we'll add you to our weekly equipping blast, and we will also get you involved in our uh, website feed. So make sure you head on over there and sign up for those things right now. Guys, did you know that we are a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version? Because of a large group of donors like you, we're able to freely offer this podcast to the three M's. Military, guys who are active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nation. Man, we've got so many great things out there for you guys. We care about you guys, but we need to build our crowd funding. So if you're interested in that, please head on over to our website and uh, you can figure out how to do so. So until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Climb a mountain. Grind it out and be a man. Equipping men in 10 from men in the arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.